Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cinema Rogues. I'm your host, Andrew, and with me, as always, is co-host and sometimes host, Guy. Hello. This is episode 49. We're going to be talking about that there, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, we'll yes, get, it, we are. get it kicked off with some housekeeping. Go check out me on Board Game Barbarians. Uh, check out Guy at Cytel Studios on YouTube and Twitch. And uh, go check out our, our Papa podcast, Retro Warriors. Papa Pod. Papa Pod. What you been... Uh, what you been watching? Uh, more Star Trek Picard. I'm not quite caught up. I think we've got an episode left or so. Nice. Um, I've been seeing that it's getting a lot of dislikes on the onlines. Yeah, I've seen that too. Um, I don't think it's as bad as, as w- w- the general gist of what the internet says. Yeah. <clears throat> But uh, I don't know. It's it's it, it, the second season is not as good as the first season, I guess. And it seems like it's it's trying to dive into the psyche of of Captain Picard, which is you know whatever. I guess that's that's okay. It's it's something that hasn't really been explored that much. Yeah, like his early childhood and stuff. Um, but at the heart of the show, like within, I think the the second episode they had you know, time traveled to 2024 and, and that's where most of the series takes place. So, you know, it's not, it's not your space adventure that it usually is. So, you know, I don't know, whatever people have problems with it. Yeah. I haven't, I've only watched one episode, so I can't really weigh in on the situation. The episode I watched was fine, but I'm also not yeah. a huge, I'm like, I don't dislike Star Trek, but I'm not like a major fan or anything. Um, I watched, watched, uh, all the Halo mans that was available. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, it, it was interesting enough that I binge watched all seven episodes that were available, uh, within a couple of days. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it was, it's the, the lore of it is different than, than the lore from the games, but it it's, it's similar and has, you know, all the same elements. I thought the the first episode had a lot of fan service moments where you had a lot of sound effects pulled directly from the game. Yeah. You know, like shield charging sounds, grenade explosion sounds, th- things that are recognizable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then a bunch of, like, first-person views when he's going around, like, murdering, you know, Covenant or whatnot. Uh, like, <clears throat> that's kind of the problem that I had with the original Doom movie with The Rock, right, is that a lot of it had, like, that first-person camera, and it's just annoying. Yeah. And it's it's something that makes it makes the property feel like it's trying too hard to to replicate the the feel of of the original IP or whatnot. Um, so, but but thankfully, after the first episode, they really don't do it that much. Um, you know, they they do use sounds when they're appropriate, but I think the first person view only comes in a couple of times in like an episode or two. Nice. Well, that's good that they only did it a little bit. I guess they shouldn't have done it at all, but oh well. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are, are mad that Cortana isn't, uh, I, I don't know what they're mad about, to be honest with you. I guess it's cause she's not purple. Right. Oh. Cause like the, the, the lady who modeled for Cortana and did her voice in the game is Cortana in this series. Oh, that's nice. But yeah, but there's a lot of traffic online. Like when they announced 
when they announced it and they showed like reveals of, of, of footage of her in the ga- or in the movie, excuse me, or the, the TV show, you know, yeah, a lot of, a lot of neck beardy people that were like, well, it's not really like Cortana, you know, yeah. you think they could have picked like a prettier actress. Like it's the same fucking lady y'all. <laughs> Whatever. Um, which, you know, again, fucking standards for, you know, women in, in television is fucking dumb anyway, but yeah, whatever. Um, finished Moon Knight. I enjoyed the shit out of the rest of Moon Knight. Yeah. I'm only two episodes in. I need to, I need to finish it. It's, it's pretty good. It's enjoyable. That's what I hear. Um, and then we're working our way through, through Parks and Rec. I think, uh, what's his face? Um, that one guy. Oh yeah. Adam Scott. Yeah. Adam Scott's character. Uh, anyway, he, him, him and Leslie are married at this point in the show. Ben Wyatt. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Uh, what about you? Uh, I haven't really been watching that much. I've watched a couple shows, but I don't really, nothing like mentionable. Um, Oh, you've been watching The Unmentionables? The Unmentionables. Uh, no, like I watched like some Peacemaker. I've got one episode left on Peacemaker. Um, continued my watching Adventure Brothers a bit. And then I uh, watched Captain Marvel recently. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now, you've seen Captain Marvel before, right? Yeah, every movie I watch, you're always like, have you seen it before? <laughs> Ah, uh, did you watch it in preparation for watching this movie? No, I was just with a friend who'd never seen it, so we watched it. Oh, that reminds me, speaking of prep, I did watch uh, Spider-Man No Way Home again. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, uh, I got it on the, on the 4K Blu-ray there, watched it. Yeah, I bought it on iTunes also, but nice. haven't watched it yet. Um... I guess we'll move on. We don't have any news. We're kind of phasing out the news uh, portion of our show unless there's something like really stands out to us. Otherwise, it's just like stuff we don't care about. And then we're just talking yeah. about it for no reason. Well, yeah, because it, it, like what it ended up boiled down to is that when you when you uh, really pull out, you know, rumors all you're left with is, is studio announcements that most people are following anyway. And they're, you know, maybe casting announcements for a movie that's going to come out two years from now, you know? Yeah. So how, how is that really relevant to what's going on today? So if there's something that's, you know, really relevant and, and timely and topical, then, then, then we'll talk about it. But generally we, we it seems like we've decided to leave it alone for the most part. Yeah. Which I, I feel like is for the best. Um, all right, well, we'll get into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, for when demons try and absorb the power of America Chavez, it's up to Doctor Strange to travel the multiverse to find a way to save her. Yeah, that sounds about right. That was my spoiler-free synopsis. Um, right, it's like you almost can't talk about this movie without spoilers. Yeah, we're going to, though. We're going to try. Uh, released May 6, 2022. Um, so very recently, it originally was going to be written and directed by the director and writer of the original Doctor Strange from 2016. 
Um, but during pre-production, before pre-production, the writer fell off and was replaced. And during pre-production, Sam Raimi came on board to be the director. Um, I was I was pretty excited about that when it happened. I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Um, I enjoy the Evil Dead franchise. I can't say I love it. Uh, I can't even say I've seen all of it. Um, but but Sam Raimi as a as a director is is interesting to me, and and I enjoy the things that he does. So having him you know officially back in the Marvel you know, or into the Marvel universe, I guess not back, but in the Marvel universe uh, was a really exciting news. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was kind of trepidatious. I didn't know. I haven't really seen a movie of his since Spider-Man, I think. So I was wondering how his directing style would have aged over the years. Um, but I, I thought I did a really good job. Yeah. I watched, um, uh, what is the, the, a couple episodes of the, of the evil dead TV series that, that they made. Did he direct that? I thought he did. I know he was deeply involved in development. Yeah. I watched most of, I think I watched almost two seasons of that. It was good. Nice. Um, the only other bit of development that I thought was kind of interesting because there's just pages of development stuff for this movie, but I didn't want to like gush about it too long was, uh, America Chavez's co-creator Joe Casey was not compensated for the appearance in the film of his character. Well, that's dumb. Well, he rejected the compensation that Marvel Comics was trying to give him. Oh, okay. Because he didn't, he didn't think it was enough. Hmm. So kind of. We don't know how much it is, but you know, he rejected it himself. Uh, directed by Sam Raimi, as we said, written story and written by Michael Waldron, leading uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen. Um, <clears throat> all right, I'm gonna butcher this. I'm just smiling at you. I know. Did you hear that? No. You would tell Edgio for, and so chill Gomez. There you go. I did it. Uh, Benedict Wong and Rachel McAdams. I had to listen to one of them, a pronunciation of one of their names. Because <laughs> I just could That's not. good. That's, that's, that's um, quality journalism. Is it? <laughs> um, and then there's a couple secret spoilers zone support roles that we're going to talk about later. Um, just came out, so no awards or nominations. Rotten Tomatoes has a 75 critic score, 87 audience score. Metacritic was pretty low. So it's six, 60 critic score, 6.3 audience score. And IMDb is a 7.5. What do you think of those scores? Um, I don't understand the Metacritic score. I, IMDb, you know, giving it three quarters of a scale. I can see that. Um. I don't think that this was the best Marvel movie, uh, but it is far from the worst Marvel movie. That's for um, sure. And, you know, so it's it's right up there in, in the list of, of to, for me anyway, it's right up there in the list of enjoyable Marvel movies that, that I wouldn't mind, I won't mind watching again when I do a Marvel watch through. Yeah. Um, I might not sit down specifically to watch this movie again, 
Um, but I can't say I won't either. Um, I think, I think overall I enjoyed it. I came away satisfied from the movie and you know, it, it's, it's a Marvel movie. Um, but it's also a Sam Raimi movie and it, it had a lot of those sort of horror, uh, elements to it. Yeah. It's definitely the spookiest of the Marvel movies so far. Um, and I know that in in the run up to it that they had said that that, that it's going to be a, a you know a Marvel horror movie or whatnot, and I don't I don't think they've gone full you know like Jordan Peele horror. Well, Kevin Feige said that it, that is not the case. So whenever oh did he? Whenever people were throwing out that it was a horror movie, he was like, "It's not a horror movie. It's more like Gremlins or other other." Or Raiders of the Lost Ark, like it's got horror yeah. elements, but it's not a horror movie. Yeah, I thought I had thought that Sam Raimi had 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 said that he envisioned that way, but maybe that was the way that the original director had envisioned it, and that's why he had parted ways. Maybe that's what I'm remembering. Um, but it seemed like like there was a, a an official at- intent for it to be that way at one point. Um, and if that got rescinded, then okay. Um, but the uh, where's it going with that? Oh. But but I think that it, it is the it is the Marvel movie with the most horror elements. So if you if you're gonna go into it, like if you're listening to this movie, to, to this to, to see whether or not you want to go see it, if you think of it as a Marvel movie that's within the horror genre, I think that's that's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, and there's lots of Evil Dead references throughout the entire thing. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Um, I felt like it was a great continuation of the story and gets right to the action for the most part, like right at the beginning, not like there's little, little bits of exposition kind of crammed there, but not crammed down your throat. And, uh, I don't know. Dr. Strange is one of my favorite Marvel comic book heroes. So I'm kind of biased. Well, that's you, fair. Yeah. Would you, uh, suggest it? Yeah, um, and and I would suggest seeing it in the theaters. I think I don't know. We didn't see it in 3D, so I don't. Oh, we. I, I really don't think 3D is necessary. I don't think it is either. Maybe they did uh, some cool 3D effects whenever stuff's happening with the multiverse, but yeah, and and uh, where's it going? Oh, and and I think that uh, like we saw it in a Dolby theater, right? And I think it'd be worth it to see it in in a, in a, in a Dolby theater or in an IMAX theater or or whatever. And I think it's worth it to see it in 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 the theaters. But you know, if you're if you're a, a person who doesn't want to go out in the theaters, you know, well, wait for it to come out on Disney Plus in in a couple months and and watch it then. Yeah, agreed. I would say go watch it in theaters. It's definitely worth it. Um, but if you don't want to, then, you know, I'm not going to twist your arm. I'm not here to push you into a theater. I'm just here to give a suggestion every once in a while and hope you listen. There you go. All right. I guess we'll get into spoiler town. Let's do it. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. You want to go first? You want me to? Oh, um, I'll go first. All right. uh, since we're already talking about Sam Raimi, um, I think uh, like I, <clears throat> I don't have anything specific to say about the movie and the plot that that you you're not already going to go over with like Wanda and WandaVision. That, that's my main point that I was bringing to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think overall, um, I was reading an article about how um, Marvel interferes with their directors and doesn't let them create a movie with their own vision. Um, that that was the 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 premise of the article. Um, I mean, that's I don't pretty. Agree with, that's pretty obvious that they do that for the most part. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say I don't agree with that premise, but but I I do and I don't right like I I agree that that is true. I don't see it as a bad thing the way the article is trying to frame it. Mm. Um, I think if you give your directors free reign to craft their stories and their universes and such, you end up with DC, right? Yeah. Um, you you're you're recruiting people based on their style. Um, and then telling them to just go make a thing without any kind of coordination uh, and without a, a structure or bones to it. <clears throat> I mean, I feel I like... Think, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like there's obviously cases where um, you can see that the directors have their own sort of flow and their own way of dealing with things like Taika Waititi and um, uh, blanking on his name, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn James Gunn um like they obviously I I remember like w- watching an interview with Taika Waititi whenever he was directing like after he directed Thor Ragnarok and he was like I'm gonna get fired he was like once they, <laughs> once, <laughs> once they see what I filmed I'm gonna get fired like <laughs> so I feel like there's some play like directors have some some of their own vision that they can kind of throw in there but yeah, for, like you were saying, for the most part, it's got Marvel bones shoved up in it. Like, there's a structure that that's there. Yeah, um, and I and and I it's it's hard for me as a layperson to define, but I know that when I go and see a Marvel movie, it's it's generally lighter hearted. Um, the stakes are the stakes are high, but it's not grim. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's always some comic relief in it. There's always, um, a brighter tone to, to the cinematography. Um, and I think Mar and I think it serves the, the Marvel universe really well. Um, you know, like you were mentioning, you've got, you've got Taika Waititi movies in it. You've got, uh, uh, uh James Gunn, uh, Kenneth Branagh did a couple of movies and, and helped shape the, the idea of Thor and, and, and Asgard and such. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you, you, they hire on these directors who give it their own, their own flavor, but, but, but they're playing within the framework of, of, of a quote unquote Marvel movie. And, and I think it serves Marvel real well. And that's why you have a, uh, you know, a consistent well-selling product. Yeah. Um, you know, and people are going to make arguments all day long about whether or not that makes it soulless or whatnot, but I think it, it works well. They make enjoyable movies and, 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 and I haven't seen, uh, you know, the majority of their movies, uh, uh, except for like one or two, um, are, are, are really well done and, and directors are able to put their stamp on it. I, I, like I said, I don't think it's a drawback. I mean, at this point we're not, nobody's going to Marvel movies for like cinema, cinematography and, um, I guess cinematic art. Nobody's going for cinematic art to go see a Marvel movie. They're going to go see a Marvel movie. Like it's its own thing at this point. Yeah, for sure. 
And and I like what Sam Raimi did within the framework. Um, getting back around to to Sam Raimi specifically, um, it it was a creepy movie. It's a movie that I'm, uh, sort of on the fence about showing my children who are nine and eleven. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything that's necessarily inappropriate for them, um, but it might be a little too intense, especially you know at the theater. I don't know. There was. There is a couple scenes where I'm like, they're kind of, I feel like they're pushing an R. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the, you know, I'm sure we're <laughs> going to get into the Illuminati here later. Yeah. Um, but that fight scene and their deaths were insanely gruesome. Yeah. Um, the, the least gruesome of them was probably, um, was Captain Britain's, uh, you know, like fucking bisection or whatever. I mean, that was pretty gruesome, but they just don't show it. I would say, like, the least one would have been Captain Marvel's, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. She just she got just, crushed. Yeah, and you don't really see it. You just see her hand, like. So, I don't. But I that don't Black know. Bolt death and Reed Richards' death? No, thank you. Yeah, those were, the Black Bolt death was fucking brutal, man. Like <laughs> It was. Like, imploding your head. Right? Oof. Oh, man. Yeah, it still just gives me... Ugh. Um, but, you know, but, but it, 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 is, it definitely felt like a Sam Raimi movie. Um, it, you know, it, it had those elements. You know, it had, like, fucking... Um, when she was, like, reaching through the reflections and stuff. That was yeah. pretty fucking scary. Um, I mean, you could definitely... You could definitely see it at the end whenever he's got, like, the souls... The ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's like hundred percent of Sam Raimi deadite. <laughs> um, right. Oh no, Sam Raimi's doing a movie about a cursed book. Yeah. Tell me more. Um. So I mean, the the horror aspect is there for sure, and I feel like a little bit more towards the end. Um, I liked the transition with uh, Wanda in her, like, forest, her apple garden, apple uh, orchard. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I, well, I know they marketed it um, ambiguously, right? Oh, um, yeah, they did. She, she wasn't, she wasn't teed up in the trailers to be um, the bad guy, the big yeah. bad. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't watch the trailers. I stayed away from them. I think I caught the one that's at the end of Spider-Man and, and, and maybe sort of heard one that was on TV while I was very intently looking at my phone or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but again, it's, it's me just trying to stay away from trailers, but I went back and watched them after, after watching the movie. Um, and, 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 you know, they, they left that part. Uh, they they left the main bad guy ambiguous. Having seen the movie, I can you know you 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 see it. Um, but it but but if you're not expecting Scarlet Witch to be the bad guy, then then you're not going to get it from the trailer. Yeah. Point point being, um, that that having that reveal of her being the big bad was was pretty great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was uh, unexpected, and then. Kind of leads into the the WandaVision talk. Um, yeah, um, that's that's my 
that's my biggest knock of this movie. Uh, and my main problem with it, as much as I have a problem, um, is that we spent a good long time talking about WandaVision and, uh, on this show mm-hmm. and how it was a, a neat study in the grief process. Right. Um, and the entire point of WandaVision was to show Wanda uh, moving through her grief of, uh, of losing vision and, and this life that she had imagined and built for herself in her head yeah. um, and, and eventually letting go of it. And then this movie came along and just said, fuck all that growth. She misses her fake kids. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of... It felt shoehorned into the movie. Like, I feel like they could have come up with something a little bit more creative for why she wanted to travel the multiverse, even if it was to, like, get away from everything or something else. Like, I feel like they could have done something different other than, like, I want my kids. Where's my son? Yeah, and, like, you know, there's again the way that the movie sets it up is is the the dark hold is corrupting her and corrupting her thoughts and her emotions and stuff. Yeah. Um. You know, and it it really set up her like finding the dark hold in WandaVision really set up her downfall, uh, in this movie, which is, uh, I don't know. It it's one of those things where you have to have watched WandaVision for it to make a whole lot of sense, right? Because, you know, like you said, they kind of dove into it. They didn't really give a lot of exposition about it. You know, you have a general idea that something happened, she created a fake life, and then somehow the Darkhold came into it. Right? Yeah. Like, if you if you hadn't watched WandaVision and you just saw uh, Endgame and then jumped to this movie. I feel like you could, but you would be missing some 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 points. But yeah. I feel like you could you could jump from that movie to this movie and still have a good time. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you can. And I, um, you know, and, and you'll get the broad strokes of it. Um, but you also aren't going to necessarily be invested in those kids, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I wasn't invested like, in it anyway, so. Right. And, you know, and you watch WandaVision. So somebody who, who, you know, again, is, is, is watching just the theatrical releases because they don't have time for Disney plus or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's weird. Cause it, it banks on you having some attachment to these kids that were in the show that you didn't watch while also ignoring the, 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 the stuff that the show, you know, went through. Yeah. And so it's just it's just this 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 mismatch of 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 things and you know I I read another article that said that Sam Raimi didn't watch WandaVision when he was mm-hmm. writing the movie. They're like, "Hey, you know, uh you need to take into account what happened in WandaVision." And he and basically he was like, "Well, you know, give me the cliff notes." So they gave him like, you know, the big scenes to watch or whatever. Um, but he didn't watch all eight episodes, you know, all four hours of it or whatever it is. Yeah. That would, that would have been important. Right. And I, and I feel like he could have done more with the story and taken more care with, with, with what happened. Yeah. Had he watched, you know, bothered to spend the time to do it. I feel like if Marvel was 
paying me that much money to make a movie I could spend four hours watching a TV show. Right. Um, and so, you know, as intricate, or excuse me, as integral to the plot as, as Wanda is, her, her setup and motivation and everything that she does uh, just kind of feels like a miss because of the way that it was put together. In my opinion. No, I agree. It was uh it was definitely like a rehash that they could have done something better with and just didn't like I don't know. And then and then if she's really dead, which I assume she is, but you know, it's it's a comic movie, so maybe they bring in alternate Wanda or whatever. Um but they've established that this is a specific earth and 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 you know, in the movie. Um so you know if they do bring in another Wanda, it's not going to be her, probably. Um, where was it going with that shit? Oh, oh, oh! The, it's it, her. Her arc, her entire like movie arc, is that she volunteered to be exper- experimented on by Ultron. She loses her brother, falls in love with a robot, has to kill the robot, um, and then goes evil. Like she's fucking like tragic character. Yeah. You know, and, and like the entire time in the movies, they're, they're building up like, you know, sympathy and, and, and empathy for, for Wanda. And you're like rooting for her. And, and, you know, they do, they go from, from her being a bad guy to, to a redemption arc to this, this, this again, sort of tragic character to a villain. And it it feels unfair to her as a character. And, and and I think that's part of my problem with it too. Yeah, and they had a similar I guess not similar, but they had a redemption at the end of the movie also where she was like, I'm gonna destroy everything. And I just Like why couldn't she flown out of it and destroyed it? You know? Well I'm I'm sure she's not dead. Like you didn't actually see her die, so You saw her power wink out. Yeah, that doesn't mean she's dead though. Yeah, I don't know. I hope she's not dead. Honestly, I hope that this version of Wanda isn't dead. That she g- does get redeemed, um, and she makes a comeback as as a good guy. And that's 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 what the movies have have, you know, sort of the the path that they've brought me along. And it it feels real weak that the payoff is she dies as a villain. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely the most problematic thing about this movie, besides the terrible acting of the children. <laughs> what, what terrible acting, man. Uh, yeah, they, they're not great actors. No, they were not. They were not great actors. Um, We'll talk about uh, Patrick Stewart was in this movie, even though he said he'd never do Charles Xavier again after uh, Logan. Yeah, but it's it's alternate Charles Xavier, right? Yeah, so I guess that that's good. Yeah, I mean, um, clearly it's not the Xavier that died in Logan. Right. Well, that's a different <laughs> universe. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I liked the, the Illuminati story. I thought yeah. that was pretty interesting. Um, also, John Krasinski is in this movie as Reed Richards. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Like, I know he's been fan cast as Reed Richards for like a decade. At oh, this yeah, point. he has. 
Um, so to see him actually show up as Reed Richards is pretty great. And, and honestly, I hope they tap him to play Reed Richards in the final, or final fantasy movie, the fantastic four movie they that, that they've announced. I mean, at, right? this point, at this point, they've been, they basically announced that he is Reed Richards because everybody else, uh, black bolts, the same actor from the inhuman show. Yeah. 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 Um, you got Charles Xavier, same actor, um, same actors from everything else. So every universe had the same actor for that role. Yeah. I like that. They brought in, um, uh, Haley Atwell to be, uh, you know, uh, whatever Captain Britain, what's her name? What's her fucking superhero name? I know that her name is Peggy Carter. I don't know. Um, we're going to look it up, aren't we? Yeah. You got to look it up. Oh, I'll look it up and then you'll be sorry. Oh, yeah, I'll be real sorry. I'm always sorry when you look things up. Are you? Um, let me see who this is. It is not on this page. Like, Captain Britain just sounds wrong, but it's... Yeah, it does sound wrong. Well, you got to talk while I'm looking this up. It's taking forever for me to actually be. Well, um, I I like that they brought her in um, uh, from the what if universe. Um, I thought that was that was a neat tie in. Um, And it's, um, you know, I think Haley Atwell got that Peggy Carter show that was canceled after two seasons. um, And I feel like it I, I, I want to see more of her of of Peggy Carter. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, uh, Haley Atwell does a great job with her character. Um, so having another uh, another avenue to explore where, where we can pull her in um, for, for future projects uh, from the multiverse would be great. Like to see, you know, if you, you bring in, in, in you know, uh, Super Peggy, <laughs> bring in Super Peggy and Captain America into the same universe and have them team up in a future movie, I think would be amazing to watch. She is just... She's just uh, credited as Captain Carter. Huh. Well, fine then. Fine. I looked it up. I'm sorry. Um. God, yeah, I want to talk about that imploding, imploding brain, unraveling. I I feel kind of bad that Mister Fantastic went out the way he did because he didn't do anything like. He just like stretched a little bit and then she like unraveled him like a Twizzler. He talked. And... He tried to talk her down. No, I guess it is Captain Britain. Okay. Um, but yeah, just like him unraveling and then his head popping at the end, like Yeah. That, that was pretty that's, that's a gross sound too. Yeah. Um Yeah. Um what else? I like the different universes. There was a universe that they kind of fall into. There's a paint universe, um, a bunch of different ones. They had one that was around the same style of uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught that whenever they were traveling through a bunch of universes. No, I didn't catch that. So they kind of nodded to it. Nice. Well, it's cartoony. Like they went through a cartoony universe. Um, oh, excuse me. Sorry, I found an article. She is Captain Carter. 
That is her superhero name. All right. That is Andrew's correct again. Yep. I didn't believe him when he looked it up on the IMDb. Oh, you know, you know, another thing you were right about the Uh Batman episode, uh, the theme, Batman's theme is different from the Nirvana song. They're just both in the same trailer and they sort of blend into each other in that trailer. And so I thought they were the same song. Well, Andrew's right again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to talk about dead Dr. Strange. Uh, what, what was it? Dream walking. Is that what they called it? Yeah. I, you know, uh, real quick, um, on that note, I like that they gave the, uh, life to the idea that when you're dreaming, you're seeing an alternate universe. Yeah. I've thought that for a long time. Yeah. I thought that was a neat concept and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that's the direction they went with it. But anyway, you were saying, I mean, I've thought that like, <clears throat> like as a thing for a while. I did like whenever yeah. he's fighting the the bad Doctor Strange, whenever he's like, you ever have that dream where you're falling? That was probably me. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a very good uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Was it? I wasn't even... Yeah. What? Was it actually? Or maybe he's a good Stephen Strange, um, but it was a uh, sort of a level and then like the, 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 the pitch was like level and then like fell off right at the end. Oh, well now I feel weird. I wasn't even trying. I was just doing a regular like <laughs> deep guy voice, which is probably what he does. That's, that's probably true. Um, yeah. Dead Dr. Strange was pretty cool. I know in the trailers they kind of showed him and people were freaking out cause they thought that it was going to be like, we were going to get to see Mar- our first Marvel zombie MCU appearance, but that's yeah. not, not really the case for this. Yeah. It seemed like they were, or, or perhaps they were using the Dr. Strange from, from what if who, who had, you know, uh, corrupted himself. Yeah. That would have been that would have been pretty sweet to have him show up in there uh with all of his tentacles and everything else. Um yeah, it would have been real neat. But yeah, I liked uh I liked the ghosts. I thought it was kind of weird how quickly he was like uh Rachel McAdams was like you're a sorcerer, you control spirits and he was like okay. And he just like <laughs> <laughs> Like he's freaking out about him one minute and then she's like, you could do it. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. So I yeah, thought that I liked, was. I liked, uh, I liked Dr. Strange's journey through the movie. Right. I liked this more than I liked the original Dr. Strange. Yeah. I thought it was a better movie. Cause the, I mean, for one, the original Dr. Strange is an orange origin story. And I don't feel like it, needed to be as long of an origin story as it was. Um, I don't know. Can we talk, you want to talk about Bruce Campbell? Sure. It's a Sam Raimi movie. So Bruce Campbell's in this movie. Right. Um, I forgot that it was a Sam Raimi movie until Bruce Campbell showed up and I was like, Oh, right. Do you like, there's the reference, so a couple Evil Dead references, there's the reference of Bruce Campbell beating himself up, fighting with his hand. <laughs> yeah. That's um, good. 
there's the reference go back to hell which is from evil dead mm-hmm. um what else i can't think of anything off the top of my head but there's no, they talked about spider-man for a minute they, yeah they did mention spider-man um to america chavez yeah i, I thought uh, america chavez i didn't know shit about her uh until this movie um i knew like uh, a little bit about her but not i didn't know that she traveled multiverse universes traveled through the multiverse uh she had she had moms in this movie and i thought that was great my my kids have have two moms you know well i guess after i get married they'll have three moms but that's a lot of moms it's a lot of moms um so you know i I suspect that that's probably part of what, what Disney didn't want to like censor in China. Right. Yeah. Did you see this? Um, no, I did not. Oh, uh, well there's an article about that, that I, I believe it was China, um, asked Disney to censor out, um, you know, an LGBTQ character. Um, uh, and they're like, no, that character is pretty essential to this movie. So maybe it's America Chavez in general because she's wearing like a like LGBTQ. yeah she's wearing the LGBTQ the, the flag yeah right and and her character traditionally I believe is gay um, I could be wrong about that which it didn't come up in this movie but you know I I have to imagine that that having two moms and and then also you know being supportive of of LGBTQ imagery uh, China was going to have a problem with that yeah. And Disney said, no, we release it or don't. Good. Oh, there goes my dog. Good for them. Um, I don't know. I didn't really have much else to talk about. I liked this movie. Um, I liked the sets. I liked the scenes. I thought the acting was really good, except for those kids. Um, Tom Cruise wasn't in it. Tom Cruise was not in it as as it was foretold by the internet right um, the internet seemed convinced that tom cruise was going to be playing tony stark yep and that did, that was not the case um which i'm happy for well i mean but but it makes sense within the universe that they've put together that the same actor plays the same role in each universe uh- uh, it seems like maybe there was somebody who didn't play the same role, and I can't think of who now. Uh, I feel like they've gone both ways with it. I don't remember a universe where they didn't have the same actor or actress playing the same role or the same character. I don't know. I'll think about it. If I if I remember uh, my next recording, I'll bring it up. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I, I thought. I don't really remember the music except for the music scene where they're fighting with, with musical notes as, as, uh, spells. Which I, is pretty... I thought about you in that scene because yeah. I was like, Oh, Hey, look, the music is memorable. Yeah. It's memorable in that scene. Um, otherwise, I mean, there's not really like a major theme, like, um, I don't know, but I thought the sets, I thought CGI was good. Everything seemed pretty, pretty on par for a Marvel movie. Oh, oh, you know who's not the same in alternate versions? What? Peter Parker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's oh, yeah, it's a pretty big one. The Sony movie, so 
I'm just saying. Um, they they have established that different actors can play the same character, uh, and look completely different and not be recognizable to to other people. Um, and then I, uh, the other one will, it would be uh, Quicksilver. There's two Quicksilvers, right? Yeah, but I thought that was an issue with. It was a rights issue with with Fox and and. Uh, I thought that was Disney. just an issue with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Is that who played? He didn't want to come back for WandaVision. Uh, well, that that may be, but his Quicksilver was the second Quicksilver, right? Um, yeah. Well, I forgot his name already. The other guy who was in WandaVision as fake Quicksilver. I'm kind of surprised they did Patrick Stewart as Xavier because they're going to have to recast all of the X-Men. Yeah, I, I you know, I given Patrick Stewart's age and the way he's kind of doing some farewells to characters, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this is just a one-off, right? I don't yeah. think he's going to play Xavier in, in anything going forward. I would... I would say if they're going to make anybody Xavier going forward, it would be, um, what's his fucking face? Yeah. Uh, the guy who played Xavier in, in the sixties. Oh, like the, like not, not actually in the 1960s, but played the yeah, yeah, yeah. young Xavier in the X-Men movies. Yeah. Um, what is I like that name? guy. I don't know. But I like I liked him and Michael Fassbender as as Xavier and Charles, um, and I I would like for James them to, McCo- to, McAvoy. Ah, oh, there it is, James McAvoy. I you know, but you know, if they're going to completely recast it, then then go ahead, completely recast it, do this. I feel like they need to recast it because they can't have the same Logan, because um, Hugh Jackman doesn't want to do it anymore. Um, I I am I'm. We're getting way off topic, but I am excited for <laughs> Deadpool 3. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I've, I've heard snippets. It's, it's, I've heard that it's happening. It's still going to be rated R, um, and it has Marvel money behind it. All right, then. So the, those are like the three major things that I've heard. Ryan Reynolds is still working on it with the original director from the first two movies. Um, so all I've heard is that it's going to happen at some point. All right, then I look forward to it. Anyway, where can we watch this movie guy? Uh, movie theaters. Yeah. Movie theaters, the cream of the crop. Yeah. I mean, it should be on Disney plus in the next, like, I don't know, 45 to 60 days or whatever. Um, but you think that soon, I'm pretty sure it'll be like six months won't it. Well, I don't know. We we can look it up. Can we? Uh, probably. Because it took a while for uh, like the Jungle Cruise to get on Disney Plus after theaters. Mm, I wonder if they'll do the. Did it? I wonder if they'll do the premiere access thing where they're like that they did with Mulan and stuff, where they're like. Pay an extra $30 and you can watch the movie right now. Yeah. Uh, it looks like uh, previous Marvel movies like Shang-Chi and, and Eternals had a 70-day window between release and uh, oh, okay. the, uh, Disney+. Plus. That's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. 
All right. Uh, well, next time, what are we watching? Uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Such a good movie. I'm going to go see it again. I'm going to go see it for the first time. Oh, man. You're going to... Might I say... I, I do want to say I didn't say that this movie was almost a perfect movie. I just I want to put that out there. <laughs> uh, okay. I did I'll it go two... into it with high expectations. <clears throat> I did it two movies in a row, or two episodes in a row, but I will say Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent might be a perfect Nicolas Cage movie. Great. Great indeed. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening and remember to stay Stay hot hot and fresh, fresh, everyone. everyone.